are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome everyone, you're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. How's everybody doing? I told you, this thing of asking people who can't respond to you, God. We're still free. Anyway, um, today. Oh, they can hear sorry, huh? they can hear you, I'm but actually, they can't respond. I'm actually touched right now. All right, I'm fine. Thank you. Mm. How okay. are you? I'm good. Great. Yes, I'm awesome. Yeah. All right. So this month, February, we're being so cliche. We're doing the whole month of love thing. This was our producer's idea. Even though he's a pastor and shouldn't be celebrating Valentine's. Just yes. saying. Um, that Cupid guy. Mm. That fat baby mm. with the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shooting fiery darts at people. Anyway, we are doing the love thing. Yeah. So our topic today is kind of like courtship and dating, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we have two very special guests in the building to help us <laughs> tackle this topic. They like, seem really excited really, to be really here. special. I feel like they feel like they've made it now that they're on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Welcome MJ, Mary and Joseph. Hey, what's Mary up? What's Joseph. up? Mary in the house. Hey, what's <laughs> happening? Jay in the house. <laughs> Mimi and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. Did you? What's up? All right, yeah. So, Mary and Joseph, you guys um, can tell us a little bit about yourselves in terms of what you do and what else. Who How's you are, you? where you're coming from, what you're all about. You know, just a young bio. All righty. Well, I'm Mary. Um, I suppose to bring relevance to why we're on the Love podcast, been married for seven years, um, courted for five years before that. Yes. Uh, two kids, uh, early thirties. Uh, what do I do? Write a business, which is fun in Zimbabwe, <laughs> but hey, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. And yeah, Jay. Um, I'm the husband of. Of uh, M over there. <laughs> you guys. Anyway, <laughs> I'm the husband of M over there, and um, I'm the father of uh, two daughters. I know you thought I was going to say three, right? <laughs> so just <laughs> have to be careful. Just have to be careful, right? <laughs> two daughters, and um, yeah, I also run a business, and yeah, exciting times. I'm <clears throat> thirty. Four, just turned thirty-four. Oh, cool! It's a good number. Who's older? Ah, uh, I'm older. By a lot. I'm thirty-two. Okay, yeah. reasonable. So yeah. you're the same age, basically. Pretty much. Pretty much. What are you saying? <laughs> 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 when you get to a certain age, it's kind of just averages out. Yeah, it's kind of a blur, but yeah. yeah. Right. So you know what? Uh, just uh, getting into the topic here. You guys, uh, five years. You courted for five years. Yes. Wow. That's... There's a reason for that, and I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Um, Why say that reason? Do tell. Do tell. We were young when we first met. <clears throat> I think we were... I was 21. I was 20. Okay. So, it did not make... Well, we did not feel that it made sense yeah. to get married any sooner than that. However, we had decided that that's what we were planning on doing mm. so it wasn't like a, a trial and error kind of thing we yeah. had, we had committed that okay this is what we're working towards we pretty much waited until we could afford it yeah it was basically a matter of time thing mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean any i mean we got married at 26 i was 26 uh and um yeah i think at that time it was i felt a bit more mature um Enough to get married. Yeah. Um, like financially mature or? <laughs> just, you know, I think, you know, it just made sense to be married at 26 rather than 24. 24 was a bit steep, you know. <laughs> you know, but uh, 26 seemed, you know, a, quite uh, decent. Yeah. You know, and um, I guess 
um, relations ta- relationships take like a natural progression. Yeah. And I guess at that time, the time was right. Okay, so how did you know? Because Mary said that you kind of knew that this is where you were heading. How mm. early on did you know that that's what you guys were doing? I think, I think really, um, when it comes to relationships, relationships are, I would say, a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, if you work on feelings, feelings go away, uh, emotions go away, they change uh, faster than the weather. Um, so I think it's more of a decision of commitment. Yeah. You'll say that this is what I'm doing, this is what we're working towards together. So I think at that age, we made the decision, you know, simultaneously. Uh, bilaterally, well, uh, unilaterally. There seems to be an objection, an objection coming okay, from this corner happened. here. <laughs> we met because we worked at the same place, uh-huh. and we naturally gra- like gravitated towards like hanging out all the time. We'd have tea together. Okay, here's the thing. No, look, look. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. He's gonna tell you that I asked him out. No, no, it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, when you say naturally gravitated towards each other, mm-hmm. you mean that you took ownership of the new guy in the office. You were like, we were the same age. I had to take yes. you. Yes. You see, oh, exactly. Oh, well, exactly. So yeah. you too. Okay, exactly. Okay. You so, see now. Basically. Okay. Ish, our story is long. Okay, basically. Is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We've got time. We've got time. We've seen each other before. Uh-huh. And I kind of thought he was cute, but I thought I was older than him. Uh-huh. Because I was working and I used to see him in jeans. I thought, oh, cute guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you basically thought he had no graft. I, I was about to. I was about to be a. That is so funny. Yeah, I figured my chino so clearly he's not working. Exactly. And I was wearing jeans and, uh, you know, t shirts that were, you know, were colorful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were, you, yeah. were you working or was that were you just working? Your I was working on my life. Okay. Mm. So mm. I was the sugar mom in the house. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so then we ended up working together. Where oh, had okay. you seen him? Uh, just around. I actually worked with his sister. Oh, okay. so he would come and visit sometimes. The plot thickens, and it was yeah. nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I had seen him, and then he ended up yeah coming and working there as well. But I was a temp. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, so we used to talk and stuff, and then eventually we became very, very, very good friends. Um, okay, so this is how we became very good friends. How? She started bringing me sandwiches oh. to work. Uh, That's nice. That's Were you doing that for all the other temps? Sorry, Mrs. Okay, just be nice. Let me be honest. Did I start bringing you sandwiches before we were going out? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Strategy. Anyway. Um, guys, this is a long time ago. I'm trying to I'm so, so you see, if a woman is I making say, sure a guy is fed, then she likes him. Yeah, so you see, she see, she was making a move, and for me, I mean, I was like, hey man, I'm saving on my on my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so who? Okay, so what I want to know is that. So who finally then uh, initiated the competition? Yes, who 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 brought it down? Wisdom did. Well, here's what happened. These are the days before WhatsApp. So we used to communicate via SMS. So <laughs> him he sent me this message before we were even dating, telling him, telling me that he loved me, right? <laughs> His timing was so bad because I was going to bomb. <laughs> there was no blue tick on SMS. I didn't. I received the message, right? So I did it deliver. Ah, uh, yeah. But I didn't read it. But I went to bomb. Now he didn't know if I read the message. What? So this poor guy was streaming for like a good thirty minutes. But anyway, uh, actually, how L- long L- had you been receiving yeah, the sandwiches he's, he's before a, you said the L- He's what? a lover. Sha, you're, you're like a straight to the point kind of guy. Huh? No, no. Sha, why waste oh, time, Jamari? How long it took him to get to that stage? How long had you been friends by that? Hmm, not sure, but uh, look, here's the thing the sandwiches, right? Let me go back to the sandwiches. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> she makes these sandwiches every day, you know, and I really appreciated the gesture, but I didn't like margarine. Right? Okay. She likes a lot of margarine. <laughs> I spoke margarine. You know, like the one on the advert? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, like, a, like thick a, layer. Layer. a thick layer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really see the color. So I used to brave the Arabs. Oh. So I was like, you know what, child, this is so much effort, and, you know, I think that really grew on me. You know, I think, you know, yeah. Well, look, I will say, 
ladies do always ask me what whether it's okay to approach and i think <clears throat> if a guy has shown interest in you and he you've kind of assessed him obviously ladies assess very quickly i don't think there's anything wrong with giving him energizers you know just mm-hmm. things to show him that you know mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. Pursuing this could get somewhere because I mean the whole how to get don't answer his calls they ain't make him miss you I don't know that just hasn't worked for me that's not yeah. my life yeah, I feel so, like yeah. people are too calculative about you know relationships you know I don't wanna I've see got, him tomorrow I've got a question for Joe though because yeah. you were twenty one mm-hmm. and you wanted you'd feel like you'd mentally decided that okay no she's like I'm good now I don't need to keep looking mm-hmm. at twenty one. Like you, most twenty-one-year-olds are thinking, ah, I want to play the field a bit, and then once I've yeah. gone through enough the options, then I'll mm. find one. Yeah, I think for me it was really about you know not one you know being tired of drama. You know, at that age, you know, like no one is serious, mm. and it's just distracting, and it's just it's a lot. You know, it's draining. So I was like, sure, you know what? I can't keep you know being in a relationship because I used to like have long relationships <laughs> like uh-huh. three years like relationships you're 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 that guy i was that guy because you know what guys you know stability was important for me mm-hmm. it still is um so yeah you know finding someone that would that was equally as serious mm-hmm. was gold you know especially at that age mm-hmm. yeah you know when uh finding someone that's decided that's focused is yeah that's pretty cool. Mm. My question now is, where was God in all of this? Because uh, that, that's, that's the thing I want to know. Then. Mm. Um, is this something that you guys have been praying about? We hear a lot about, you know, you've got to pray about your partner. God has got to lead you, all mm. of this. I'm hearing a lot of, you know, sandwiches, I love you. <laughs> yeah. um, was this something you guys were praying about or what? Well, personally, uh, you know, I wasn't a deep, uh, deep, deep. <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep uh, deeply spiritual mm-hmm. you know um, I was just a guy you know but I just wanted stability to be honest okay. you know uh, but Annabelle says she prayed and she was praying for me enough for both of us oh okay <laughs> so you know I partook oh, of the true. yeah I partook of the <laughs> of the grace of the grace <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well for me I think um, I my relationship with God became serious when I was around 16. Wow. So from that time, I had been actively praying about the person I would marry. Mm-hmm. I did date in high school. Useless. Three-month relationships. Useless. <laughs> what Peer pressure type. Useless. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, the relationship I had before Jay was, I also thought, we're going to get married. Uh, uh, I did. You know this. Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, but, uh, 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 but it was also at a time when I was having a bit of a rebellious state. So it was one of those relationships that was keeping me out of church and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And then, interestingly enough, um, this guy wasn't spiritual at all. Mm-hmm. And so we had this conference at my church, and the pastor said um, that if you believe in your... Well, you should must take your relationship onto the mountain, mm-hmm. like Moses took Isaac. And then ask God if you should kill it or if there's oh, like Abraham. If there's a ram in the thicket, oh, I prayed there was no ram, so I had to kill that thing. So <laughs> wow! After that, I was hold, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Sorry, before you before you carry on. What would so, the ram exactly, look like in this? Story? What would the ram be? Well, well, I guess it was just it was the concept that God will tell you if this is <laughs> the promise. And he, Isaac was the son <clears> of the promise, and therefore he had to be kept alive. But obviously, if but Abraham was prepared to kill him if that's what God said, mm-hmm. just like God said, don't kill him. Mm. <laughs> so, said, honestly, guys, was there any need for me to be praying for him? <laughs> Are you recovered? I was covered. Are you recovered? Yeah. By the time I met Jay, it was something I was <clears throat> praying about. I think it's not advisable to start praying when you've caught feelings. Mm-hmm. You will hear that which you want to hear. Yeah. So it is something I had been praying about. When we did discuss the fact that we really did like each other, I did tell him that I needed time to pray, uh-huh. and he was like, "Okay." Had you ever been told that before? Um, it was the first time for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time for me, and uh, I thought, "Ah, 
she's playing hard to get. Yeah. And uh, maybe she needs to go and break up with her boyfriend. Oh. And she's buying time. Okay. So I was like, you know what? So you're a very, really very practical guy, huh? Yeah, I mean, sure. For me, at the time, it was everyone was in like, black and white, you know. Ah, the sandwiches, she likes me. What is she being to Exactly, you know, where is she going? You know, oh, look, we had, before we we started um, dating, courting, or whatever, at the time, it was, oh, all right, that. Mm. <clears throat> we had been, you know, hanging out, like, literally every day, going to watch movies, and going for dinner, doing all this stuff. Right on and a, after all, salary. sure, sure. I was oh. I was doing my thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well done. So well, anyway, what was she paying? I wasn't paid. No, she wasn't paying. No half seas. No, no, no. Half seas. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't believe in that. Really? Yeah. Can everybody who's listening? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard? So no, anyway, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, we had been uh, seeing each other a lot, like. Literally every day, I'd walk her from like Old Mutual Center to Seventh every day. Then I'd walk back to um, Fourth Street. Fourth Street. Fourth Street. Uh, this is on a daily basis. <clears throat> so you know, after all that, I was like, "Sha, bruh. <laughs> you know, let's yeah, let's let's make it happen." But at the same time, you know, after all the movies and whatever, I'd get a handshake. Uh-huh. Oh wow, no uh-huh. hugs. No hugs. You're kidding. Wow. Yeah, so for me that was like, bruh, this chick who does she think she is? Wow. You was know? there a reason for that? It was. I I was like I said, that was deeply spiritual. <laughs> 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 I think it was like, it was good for me though. Um I had had uh Yeah, it was just me and my conversations with God and I didn't want other things to ignite feelings mm. that should elements. have been there. Yeah. Mm. So I wanted to try and keep him as arm's length as possible. I didn't hug any guys actually. Because I was just avoiding unnecessary attachments to people. Wow. So mm. yeah. Wow. Okay, so fast forward. <clears throat> right. Um you guys do this thing and then you guys obviously start start dating. Uh did you okay, because one of the things that I, I, I constantly hear among young people is the whole dating versus courting thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, uh, or even in churches, we're taught don't date, mm-hmm. court, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes it's a very fine line because you don't really know what exactly it means. Is it, is it just terms that are being used, mm-hmm. semantics or whatever? So what I want to know, so when you guys were now doing this thing, you were the most spiritual, spiritual one in the relationship. <laughs> uh, were you courting or were you dating or you were just doing your thing? Um, well, we actually didn't know the term quoting at the time, so we probably would have called it dating, but I think it's not, it's not really about what you call it. It's about the principle behind what you're doing. Yeah. I think dating primarily is, yeah, going the trial and error route. Like I'll date <clears throat> a couple of people, I'll see how I'm feeling, I'll find mm. myself through dating these people, but I mean, you're hitting people while you're finding yourself. And yeah. I think it's more about... You and what do I want and oh, let me find me and whatever. But I think the principle behind quoting is more that you are working towards something defined. Everybody knows where this relationship is going. Not that if you decide that you're quoting, it means come here or high water, you have to get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that you are intentionally <clears throat> seeing if marriage is going to work and you're doing what you can to make it work. I mean, we... Quoted for five years, we never broke up. We had fights. Wow, we never had two hours. Never, never, never. About issues, wow. but we never actually broke up because it was like we had agreed that look, if something does come up, let's mm. try and work it out because we're going somewhere. Mm. Obviously, we had our deal breakers, just that I guess no deal breaker situations came up. Mm. But yeah, I mean, we met parents and older. Well, in my case, it was older siblings because you know. Girls, parents, and boyfriends, they don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I had met his mom and dad quite early on, probably the first few months and stuff. So we had, we were, yeah, intentionally working on getting there. The term courtship then came up. I think we were married by then. We're like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was the Cambridge syllabus. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we yeah. Well, so. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mm. in terms of 
accountability, right? Um, I hear you, you, you mentioned their parents and all the siblings. Mm. Um, was there any form of accountability structure? And if, I'm using a lot of Christianese <clears throat> terms here because this, <laughs> this is what yeah. is mm. being um, encouraged in mm. church, right? That there's got to be accountability. So were you guys accountable to uh, a pastor or some sort of eldership? Within your churches, or? yeah, I think initially we were, but then the the couple relocated. They were pastors, well, elders at our, at the church that we we're in, yeah, and then they relocated. But then I think then after that, it was just you know the settings we we're in, you know, youth groups, you know, uh, friends, family that you know just knew about the relationship, you know. So I think when you grow the structure from just the two of you to other people being somewhat involved or overseeing or being involved just or whatever, it, yeah. yeah, just knowing about it. It yeah. becomes a form of accountability, right? Right. Where obviously people will ask you how so and so, how are things. So it's not formal, but because everyone knows about you, they'll ask about it. Right. You know what I mean? You know, if you're in a relationship, people will always ask about your your partner. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was in a form of accountability, and um, because we were always seen together at. Literally, every single, uh, any given time, you know, there were always those questions that were asked. And yeah, you know, maybe a question here, a question there. It adds up to a lot of accountability, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. That's a good way to look at it. Mm. Okay. And uh, I guess my, well, my final question in this uh, <laughs> section is signs. Like, you know, people talk about... <clears throat> god showing you a sign you want to see some sort of confirmation that this is the one you know all of this stuff mm. in your case um was there any of that right did you look for for signs for signals mm. things that would give you the i guess the confidence that you know what god is god is in this mm. and there's been this year or what yeah. was there was there any of that kind of stuff especially for you Mary, because you were dating. I mean, I guess if your pastor would ask you, okay, how is he spiritually? You'd have to be like, well, uh, he's working on it. And usually a pastor will see that as a red flag. Yeah. Why are you doing missionary dating ones? Yeah, there was a sign. The, the fleece was wet and the ground was dry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, no, my name is not Gideon. Um, yo, signs. I don't know, hey. Well, I have been taught the whole list concept. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh, which is have three lists. Three lists. Yes. Did you have, have, three? have three things on your list? Maybe no, not three, three lists. lists. All right. Negotiables, non-negotiables, and workables. Oh. That's the three lists. Mugunzo you, know, you guys have heard of the three lists? No. Anyway, so your negotiables <laughs> are things that you don't mind. I mean. Your non-negotiables are things that are your deal breakers, obviously. Mm -hmm. like, like whether or not the person saved. Bad accent. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, the kind of character things that matter to you. And then your workables are things where you can see potential in someone. And okay. look, they may not be what you would want them to be, but you can see that they're working on it. So I think that was probably the case as far as Joe and his spiritual side of things. He mm. did make an effort mm. and he did want to learn about God more and I introduced him to Christian rap and stuff. And yeah, she used to listen to it unless he was just saying yeah, it. I feel like he no, I, I think for me it was good to, uh, you know, having that transition. Mm. You know, I wasn't going to go from uh, Young Money to Hillsong. Mm. You know, I needed a bit of a, a break in between something. <laughs> you know, I, ne I needed a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to cross the waters. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a big change. And even as a young man, Hillsong says nothing to you, you know. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't, you know, as a young man, represent you. You know, yeah. so, but, um, you know, the Lecrae's and the... It's a young black man. Yeah. Cross movement. Cross movement, yes, 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 yes. Those guys. So, um, I think for me, it was uh, quite a transition. Because I, I was a Christian, you know. You were a Christian. Yes. Okay. You know, um, not a fanatic, you know. Mary was a bit of a fanatic. 
at, at the time. <laughs> you don't even you know, me from many things. <laughs> yeah, it was scary. Yeah, I mean, we'd go to church and, uh, you know, it was a hectic church. You know what I mean by a hectic church? Mm. You know, <laughs> where you start the service, everyone's sitting, chilled, end of service, uh, chairs are all aside uh, 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 on the sides of the of the room and you're like oh, gee like something you know, happened and you're trying to dodge eye contact with the pastor like bruh i, I cannot don't see you. <laughs> <laughs> i cannot see from me yet <laughs> yeah so so mary would um would you know be really into it and you know i, I always used to be worried that you know god would show her a sign yeah, that this oh is not god. the guy yes, i would be so scared i'd be like sha you know, so sometimes, you know, she'd be caught in the spirit. She'd start crying. And I'd be scared to say, she'd say, hey, she's like, what's up? You know, I want to know, but I don't want to know. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, actually, and, uh, Yeah, so it was, uh, it was quite hectic. But uh, for me, it was good because it was uh, a big contrast from mm. the church I was in. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it gave me a good balance. Did, was that an attractive thing about her? Her fanaticism at the time, or was it something you were like, I hope this changes in the future? I think for me, it was really different from you know what I was used to, mm. and I think it was a, a good balance, you know. Um, where I mean, Mary was and is balanced at the t- uh, you know, balance is was and is balanced, mm. um, so it wasn't something that I was like, hey, Sha, this is too much, because mm. on the other end, you know. Yeah, she was just a... Pretty normal? Yeah, a person. I don't stand here. I'm like, who are you? you know? <laughs> All right, cool. This is really cool, man. This is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, basically, uh, you were yourself. You you didn't try to, to become... Mm. A different person to mm. kind of suit what she was or yeah. whatever you, you you maintained and yeah i mean look um i think even up to today i'm myself yeah you know and i think that's the best i can offer to a relationship right and i think the problem is when people you know change themselves you know it's unsustainable it's yeah you know in the long run yeah. you know so i knew what i was getting into she knew what she was getting into she knew who i was and i think that is the most important thing in a relationship to know, you know, who your person is and that it's not an act, yeah. you know. And um, I, I think we mentioned earlier that, you know, we weren't calculative about a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wanted to see her, I'd say, hey, I want to see you. Mm-hmm. If she wanted to see me, she'd say, I want to see you. If she wanted to call me, she'd call me, yeah. you know. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, and I'm one every day, I know it's a kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, it was more of, you know, let's, do yeah, yeah and let's uh, see where it goes yeah yeah so is there anything looking back now that you would change about your dating period hmm i don't know i think I... would you shorten it <laughs> no nah, nah, i don't think so look i think uh relationships are unique and you know i guess the times and seasons you know differ from relationship to relationship Mm -hmm. and i think you know knowing where you're at is very important Mm -hmm. you know obviously the older you get the shorter the courtship should be you know (laughs) why is that yeah that's why i said before i wouldn't recommend yeah 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 yeah. i mean (laughs) hey (laughs) the older you get the shorter the courtship should be Mm -hmm. and um i mean really I, i think when you're older you're set in your ways. Yeah. You know, people hardly change. And I think because we're younger, we're able to more of tweak mm-hmm. and, you know, we're more malleable yeah. than a 27-year-old, 28-year-old. You're set in your ways. You know what you want. This is the way you do stuff. Yeah. And um, I, I think there it's uh, more difficult, not impossible to compromise. Right. You know, on your values, the way you do things. And, <coughs> yeah. So I think... Yeah, I wouldn't change anything, uh, obviously, because it brought us thus far. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if things were different, I'd be like, ah, Cha, you know what, girl? You know, I wouldn't have done X, Y, Z. So what I get from what you guys are saying is that you guys <clears throat> have basically, um, you, you've been yourselves, you've allowed things to just happen mm-hmm. and not, 
I guess the word is you 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 haven't been artificial about mm. what you're doing, right? Mm. Whereas sometimes um, I feel like as Christians, we we have maybe it's because we feel this responsibility or this pressure to act a certain way, to to be a certain way, right? Uh, and I guess there's expectations, especially from church as well or from the circles that we hang around that sometimes people feel like they have to be a certain way right to a point where and i mean i'll be honest i i observe these things sometimes you watch people that are christians that are dating and you're thinking okay what's 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 going on here you know people um feel like they have to say certain things or they have to behave a certain way so i'm just saying that what what would you guys have to say about that where you know sometimes there's certain pressures that come with being a being a christian someone who's in church right and sometimes the pressures are that you have to create a certain perception you have to be viewed in a certain way or you know what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. and in the process maybe sometimes we actually stop being ourselves because mm. we have <clears throat> to live up to a certain standard or whatever perception yeah. that's there yeah i think that um i think the biggest challenge that we have is as uh, Christians is conformity, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, you lose your identity. So because you want to fit a certain mold, you know, a guy with the dreadlocks is still a Christian. A guy with uh, ripped jeans is still yeah. a Christian. You know what I mean? So I think our identity or our perception of Christianity is suit and tie, white shirts, shiny shoes, whatever. So if you're doing that, <laughs> then you mean... <laughs> then you you fit this particular mold, right? So no one worries about you. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. yeah. So you can, in, in a church, you can actually go under the radar. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, yeah, which is a dangerous thing. Because as Christians, we know what to say, when to say it, mm -hmm. how to dress, mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. So I think we lose our authenticity and what we can contribute to the kingdom when we are, you know, copy and paste. Copy and paste. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, so I think um, when it comes to accountability, mm -hmm. I think, honestly, sometimes people over-account. Uh -huh. <laughs> or account to people who you can't be honest with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some people over-account, or you can be stuck in a relationship because you can't go back to pastor so-and-so and say, look, these are the problems that we're facing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because pastor so-and-so is like way up there and you don't want to disappoint. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. So I think, you know, over-counting. And, you know, I think for also for ladies, you know, I've noticed this uh, in some churches where, you know, there are ladies that are closer to the, to the pastors and whatever, whatever. They, they, it becomes intimidating for guys to even approach these girls. Mm. Because... Uh, if this guy approaches this girl, there are questions from pastor so and so. Yeah. What do you want with my daughter? What do you want with my daughter? What do you want with my daughter? So I think sometimes being over accountable, uh, you lose that sort of autonomy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the church is if it's, if the church is doing a good job at uh, at raising us, it should be allowed to set us free. It's really good. Mm. Mm. But okay, this might be a bit personal. And you're at liberty not to answer. But um, five years is a long time. Mm -hmm. I know actually where I used to go to church, they'd actually advocate that sha, within a year because the passion will be burning. Mm -hmm. So you don't, yeah, want to, <laughs> you don't want to fall into sin or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They, they find many ways to say it. So how did you guys deal with that aspect? Because, I mean, some churches will say during courtship, the most you can do is hold hands. And then, you know, you can start all that other stuff. When Look, the honest truth is that um, uh, with, 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 with couples, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, so if... if, if <laughs> I'm listening. No, I'm saying uh, you can say all these things that, uh, you know, don't hold hands, mm. don't whatever. Don't Look, group dating, that's another thing that's part of courtship. Group dating is not practical. alone together. Uh, uh, you must always have a chaperone. Group dating is not practical because Cookie Monster won't have, won't have money and I'm supposed to pay for him as well. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Because he's like, Shai, you're the one who wants to go out with you. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> Shai, I'm buying three Black Panther tickets, you know, when I really want to go with... You know what I mean? Yes. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. But so... 
so, yeah, so it's uh, certain things. The theory makes sense, right? You know, and it's with absolute good intention. Uh-huh. But I think the practical side is that, you know, group dating sometimes happens by mistake. You know, you happen to go to a <laughs> to a party or whatever. But two people they want to see each other, want to see each other more often than I want. They, they want yeah. to see their other friends. Exactly. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So the chances of Cookie Monster being there every time I want to see Mary mm. are unlikely. Yeah. I wouldn't say group. Yeah, I think group dating in the in the idea of let's all go for lunch together, not practical. But certainly one key thing to avoid is being alone together. So if one of you stays alone, just avoid going to their house. So if you want to do the whole "I'll make you dinner" thing, then invite a friend. Um, otherwise, look, mm. just go to a restaurant. There's other or a picnic. Around. Mm. You mm. behave yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and stuff like that. But the whole... Cause I mean, look, <laughs> you're trying to get to know someone for who they really are. Right. And they may be... And I think another thing that also shows you that your relationship is going in the right direction is if there are things I can also tell Jay that I can't ordinarily tell the group. Yeah. You know, surely that's also one of the key signs that this is somebody that you can be completely honest with and share yeah. your life with mm-hmm. so yeah one of the reasons why i did say i wouldn't recommend five years is because of that the whole purity aspect was a challenge because that was a long time yeah. so i think the older you get definitely the more <clears throat> complicated that side of things does become mm-hmm. so and that's also why i think it's important to account to people who you can be honest with yeah. because it's very hard to then go back to pastor Ningi and say oh we fell we fell again yeah, <laughs> because you're likely to get the kind of responses that, uh, because yeah, when in those scenarios, when I would go and tell someone that, oh, okay, we went a little bit too far, so he doesn't really love you. Oh. Yeah, you must leave him. It's always the guy's fault. Like females, hey, it's like we're just being too, taken on this you know? journey unwillingly. So, exactly, <laughs> that's not true. We need to stop painting that picture, guys. Oh, that's so good. Beings. Thank you for anyway. liberating. For freeing us. <laughs> so I think that is another challenge. So I think that's why it's important to also account to people who you can be honest with that. Okay, yeah. look, this is the issue and they'll try and help you through it, not just try and rescue you from it. Mm. So yeah. So what I'm hearing, and listen, I'm not trying to throw shade on, on, on pastors or anything, but I think some, some pastors are really impractical, right? And, and listen, this is not the first time I've, I've heard... Um, People complain about this, right? Uh, or mention this, that, you know, you go to somebody that you feel is an authority figure and you tell them that, hey, listen, this is what's happened. And I guess they're doing it in, with, with the intention to help or something, mm-hmm. but that maybe it's because they don't really understand what's actually going on. That may, that, listen, people are together because they like each other, because they're mm-hmm. attracted to each other, mm-hmm. right? So things are going to happen. And it, it doesn't always mean that if, 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 uh, if two people end up <laughs> falling, um, one of them is a demon or something. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? But it's yeah. just because they're, they're two individuals. It could be because they're two individuals that genuinely like each other, that are mm. attracted to each other and things happen. Mm. So to then demonize the guy or the girl or whatever mm. is also a little impractical. So maybe to our pastors out there mm-hmm. who are listening, um, those are things you need to think about, you know, be, be practical. And I, you know, we're, we're young people. So if you're older and you also need to think about the kind of advice you're giving young people because they don't think the way that you do. No, but mm. honestly, they give advice that they themselves didn't follow. Like most of them are not speaking from, i this is how I did yeah, it. You must stop and that. it worked stop for it. me. It's cause they made all the mistakes. <laughs> then they don't want you to do it. Mm. But I suppose, okay, to... It, oh, to, okay, I suppose they are trying to kind of help us, well, young people, do things the best way. Because truth is, sexual purity isn't something that stops being a problem just because you said I do. Mm. There will be attractive people around you besides your spouse. So, so it is something that you do need to Learn. try and harness yeah. and deal with. Because, yeah, I mean, for us it's been seven years. I don't know what going to be like in 15 years from now and i don't know i haven't started using anti-wrinkle creams maybe i should start who knows what i'm gonna look like <laughs> but yeah truth be told there will be scenarios that will come up so i think it is there is a lot of value in trying to preserve mm-hmm. your beauty as much as you can and to yeah 
yeah self-control you know um i know this is a bit of a uh catch 22 kind of thing mm-hmm. because i also feel like that chemistry is very important uh that attraction is very important especially right. for a marriage mm-hmm. you know uh yes of course i know there's the talk about hey shall we getting married anyway mm-hmm. so uh, what's the problem yeah. you know what i mean so I think it's important for a marriage, you know, the chemistry is important to be attracted to your to your partner. Right. You know, um how you um totally uh, kill that side <laughs> until the day you say I do is a mystery to me. <laughs> but I think uh, it makes for a healthy you know, marriage when, you know, there's that attraction. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, of course you have to manage it, mm. but I think it's important that two people are actually sexually attracted to each other. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just following up on that question, um, how has that impacted your marriage, right? If If I can ask that. Or rather, let me say, uh, the fact that <laughs> the fact that you guys had a few episodes, I guess, right, where or incidents where things happened, um, has that impacted your marriage in any way, um, or it was just like a natural flow? I don't even know what this guy's asking. I hope you all I, understand I what he's saying. <laughs> no, I can't say at this point. Yeah, I don't think so. I actually remember having a discussion with a group of married couples a few years mm-hmm. back where we mm-hmm. actually asked ourselves that question that, okay, we all go on and on about this whole you must remain pure thing, but what's the, what does a relationship where people did and a relationship where people didn't mm-hmm. look like? Like, what's uh-huh. the difference? Yeah. I think one of the things uh, that did come up was some of the men kind of felt like uh, on the whole authority side of things, maybe it kind of compromised the, their authority levels because maybe their wife might feel like I don't know he's not as disciplined as he should oh, be or whatever. Okay. 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 I don't know. But to be honest we didn't find an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean in discipline yeah <laughs> 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 no, includes no, includes you. Yeah. Mm. Hey. I mean it was to lead. Yeah but if in discipline was external it would be a different thing. Mm. You know, so I think uh, some things, even you as the, the 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 female, you let it pass because it includes you. Yeah. If I'm going to be crazy and I'm crazy with you, you're like, at least it's with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it really discards the authority. Yeah. I suppose what it is more at the end of the day is just choosing to do things that please God over that please yourself. I think that's the most important <laughs> aspect. Yeah. Um, that... Obviously, you would have allowed your flesh to be more prominent and all of that. So I think maybe that's the more key aspect, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, not necessarily about it uh, necessarily affecting your marriage per se, but it just affecting your relationship with God to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Maybe we'll be back. We'll let you know. Yeah, the whole thing we can pray be for, what, We pray for crop failure. So <laughs> 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 What what I what I want to know what I want to know uh, maybe from I guess from the both of you um, is what are what are some of the critical things that you must deal with right before before you get married I think marriage is such a big step right and um, in terms of preparing yourself for it mm-hmm. you know. Just pra- practical things. What are, what are some of those things that you would say, uh, based on your experience now, um, are crucial? I think for uh, for the man, it's important to be able to, for lack of a better term, die to self. Mm-hmm. You know, just basically put your spouse or partner over you. Uh, wanting better for your partner. Right. You know, wanting, I guess, the best, you know, over yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um and i think uh, just uh, being able to uh sacrifice you know it's a very big thing you know when you when you're married to say that look i can go without for for you and i think that 
that's very important, especially when you then go on to have kids and all that stuff. Right. You know, where, you know, you know, it's not just about you, but it's about, um, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, also, um, having, learning to cast a vision if you mm-hmm. don't already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one big thing for us was, you know, having something that was bigger than our relationship you know, that we were working on together or that we envisioned together that, you know, kept us together. To say that, look, um, this thing is bigger than just the two of us. Let's focus on our relationship so that this thing can happen. Right. Yeah. So I think more often than not, you know, um, couples don't have that external thing that, you know... um, yeah, represents them and impacts people around them, all of that stuff. So decisions that they make only affect them. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if you have something that's... Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you give me an example? Are you talking about a project or are you talking about... Yeah, it can be a project, it can uh-huh. be a ministry, it can be uh, things that impact other people, right. you know, that you work together on. You know, uh, maybe you're building something. Maybe you it's a business. Maybe it's a it's a house. But I remember we started our business when we were still dating. You know, so in essence, it's kind of a marriage. You know, because you know when you when you work on something together and it's registered and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You have, <laughs> it's a, it's a form of commitment. Yeah. You know, so. I think by the time the the wedding came, we had been having it. You know, we had been dealing with finances. We had been dealing with uh, uh, communication. We had been dealing with all sorts of things that you know. I guess a uh, a married couple would, yeah. you know. So I guess it was that much easier for us, you know, when we got married to deal with you know certain things because mm. we had had that sort of that runway. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I guess from the lady's perspective, there would be things to prepare for. Mm. Well, I guess get organized. You can have a lot of things in submission. In submission. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, what else? Yeah, but now you're submission. I think. Yeah. Also, just learn to. I think one very important thing is learn to love yourself and to take care of yourself. It becomes very difficult when you've got kids and all of that. Take care of yourself and a very unhealthy thing that a lot of ladies then do is then attach their self-worth to their man and expect him to be the one who makes you feel beautiful and makes me feel special and then the day you guys have a fight the whole world mm-hmm. falls down yeah. so i remember one thing our marriage counselors always to say is you must always remember that your spouse does not fulfill your deepest needs mm-hmm. that's what your relationship with god is for yeah and that's why you need to actually like yourself so uh-huh. work on your own self-esteem by yourself. Work on loving yourself by yourself so that you're not putting unnecessary pressure on your husband to wow. be your all-in-all. The R&B song said, you're my everything. Well, I hate those songs. That's unhealthy. Those people <laughs> must go for therapy. <laughs> not a good thing. So, yeah. All right. So you guys didn't necessarily pray for signs. You kind of just trusted the process of what was happening with the relationship naturally but do you guys believe that there's such a thing as the one that like god has predestined for you if he does to be your your person in this journey um i mean look we've had many discussions about this (laughs) Uh, you know with some guys with uh mary as well and uh Look, just imagine the imbalance that is caused by someone getting the one that's not for them. Mm-hmm. You know, someone in the world is left without their one. Messes up the whole butterfly effect. Yeah, just imagine. You know, so you know, I think what we uh, then realize is that there's a there's a bit of a spectrum, you know, of ones for you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right, and um, if you fall within that spectrum, <laughs> you know, and you find one within that particular band, mm. you'll be okay. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> All right, and then <laughs> there's a, there's a band that's on top there, mm. right? That I guess 
Um, if you fall into that band, yeah, I mean, you know, it'll just be fireworks. You know what I mean? But I think this one is safe. You'll be okay. No one will ask Kutisha. Hey, why did you marry this one? You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You live your life. You have your yeah. You'll be okay, right? But I think you know, uh, in the rare uh, instances where uh, the one meets the one, hey, just think about that permutation and combination. The one meeting the one. It's it's quite uh, you know. Yeah, and I think this whole the one concept is what has made so many single people so indecisive. Yeah, because we just mm. get so worked up about oh, what if it's not the one? Let mm. me just keep looking. What, what, what? So I think for us, a big part of our relationship being successful was just making the decision the that yeah, you know, what? I think we can make this work, and yeah. we decided to. But sometimes if you if you put too much faith in this phantom concept that oh once the stars are aligned everything's just gonna happen yeah i don't know that's, and i and that's i that's not our story yeah and i also feel like i think um if you fall within that safe band you can create and build the one together mm. right. right so i meet mary at 20 20 years old i'm 21 i'm certainly not the one because i mean i don't have a job right <laughs> But, you know, working on creating the one over 10, 15, 20 years Mm -hmm. creates that magical effect. And I think that's the beauty of building together Mm -hmm. and working towards something Mm -hmm. because you get what you want, you ultimately want because you're working on it. Mm -hmm. You know, finding one that is complete and ticks all your boxes. Yeah, Yeah, you end up an accessory, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, when you work together, you... You're both assets to each other and like you that. build and you grow and you become something that I guess, you know, you wouldn't be able to pick out of the street. They too become wise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they become wise. <laughs> they become they ones. ones. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. cool, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for everything you learned along the way. Mm-hmm. And, thank you. Uh, you are honored. We shall await thank third you. Daughter or son? Mm. <laughs> You're waiting what? The third daughter or son. In the fourth and the fifth. Yeah. And the sixth. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. You gotta. <laughs> You're visionary. Maybe <laughs> <another> episode. <laughs> I, I would definitely say that what I love about um, what you guys are saying is just the practicality of um, everything and how you approached everything, because you know. It was spiritual, but not always. Yeah, it, and I think. All of us could learn something from that. That God, God is moving, in and and for God to move, you know, people don't have to be like falling over and all kinds of weird things happening. That God is in the everyday stuff and the practical stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's not. We just. I think sometimes we tend to over spiritualize things, myself included. And just hearing you guys speak is, you know, it's it's a breath of fresh air. Yep. So so that that's really dope. Thank mm. you, MJ. Thank you for having us. Awesome. And that is Radiant Culture signing out for today. Yeah. Peace. We're out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.